visit Cape and Cowell Comics at 1601 Clay Street in downtown Oakland, California, open every day, or online at capeandcowlcomics.com. Welcome to the Cape and Cowell Comics Podcast, where we talk comics and comics culture. I am Henry Liu, and today I am joined by Aton Manhoff. Aton, how you doing? I'm great, man. I'm excited. Let's do this. Yeah, me too. So this is exciting. Um, this is your first episode, and Aton, you are the owner of Cape and Cowl Comics, correct? I am indeed. Awesome. So why don't we start by getting to know you a little bit? So maybe tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, sure. Well, you don't need to know too much about me. I'm a pretty boring guy, but maybe <laughs> my uh, my comics life. Uh, anyway, um, I've been reading comics for about 20, 20 or so years. I started okay. uh, in the early 90s with the death of Superman and uh, the breaking of Batman and the death of Hal Jordan, Green Lantern, and... Um, kind of this big shakeup in the DC universe in the early 90s that kind of made it um, early to get in. Um, and almost right away started working in comic shops. Even from like 12 years old, I would work uh, for store credit, just filing comics, um, doing odd jobs, kind of just getting paid to hang out and not be annoying. Um, and did that uh, up until I got a car in like high school and needed real money to buy gas and, and uh, drive myself around, had to get a real job, had to get out of the comic book stores, working under the table for five bucks an hour. Um, and then uh, still kind of always hung around. I had an internship in college um, for a small uh, manga studio in San Francisco, even though I, I didn't really have any interest in manga or anything. I was just like, I, I want to work in comics. I want to do something. Yeah. Um, and I was surrounded by all these art students who knew about making comics and all this stuff. And I was just like, I just, I really like comics. You know, is that going to help me with this job? Um, and it didn't. So I didn't have that internship for mm -hmm. too long. Um, kind of followed, you know, a number of different career paths. Uh, eventually ended up in construction. Um, left construction after a while to take care of my kid. Um, ultimately made uh, the decision you know, I'm gonna open a comic book store. I don't know how, uh, I don't know where, I don't know uh, what it's gonna be, but that that is what I'm, that's my calling, that's what I'm gonna do. Um, so I got a job working at uh, Crush Comics in Castro Valley, which is mm -hmm. a little shop that I, uh, I was shopping at since I was like 14 years old, going every Wednesday, grabbing a big giant pile of books with my dad. Um, and uh, so worked there for a little while until um, I could get all the ducks in a row to to open up here in Oakland. Right on. And you mentioned your dad. Now, wasn't your dad kind of influential in your comics reading? Yeah, my dad is a huge comics fan. Uh, he he for a long time probably read more comics uh, than I do on a weekly basis, which is um, you know not boasting or anything, but that's a, that's a shitload of comics. Um, <laughs> yeah. he, uh, to this day reads every comic that DC puts out, um, wow. plus a handful of Marvel, though he won't really admit to that, <laughs> uh, if you were to ask him, okay. uh, even a couple image books here and there. Um, he reads the goddamned, he reads Southern bastards. Um, 
he's uh, so he dabbles, but he reads a ton of comics. Um, and he got into it uh, with me as a kid, uh, right? Or with that that uh, Death of Superman. Uh, we both mm-hmm. just for whatever reason that just struck both of us. Uh, like what the fuck? I mean, how <laughs> how is that even possible? How yeah. is Superman dying? That doesn't even make sense. Um, so we dove in and just kind of got into that expanded universe. And 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 you know we were we're close. We're a close family or anything. But I mean we. Uh, you know, we became best friends through comics, oh, and wow. uh, we still we talk comics, we talk story. Uh, he comes and volunteers in the store uh, once a week. He's gonna uh, he's gonna be our special guest uh, at our next book club. Oh. Uh, we're gonna read mentioning the the goddamn from Image. We're gonna read that, um, which is a, a story set in biblical times. And and uh, my dad, I guess, should mention is a rabbi. Uh, has hmm. been for. I guess 40 so on years and a scholar and somebody who studies, uh, you know, studies the Bible. Um, and, uh, and so has some interesting stuff to say about this book, the Goddamned, uh, which focuses on, on Noah and, uh, and Cain. Uh, but anyway, getting a little off track. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so my dad, a big, big part of my comics life, um, basically my comic sugar daddy for, <laughs> for 20 years. Um, and you've had him in store quite a bit. Like he's worked the counter. He's, uh, I think he's part of the Batman trivia contest <laughs> yeah, too, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's funny. He's a, you know, um, my dad's a brilliant dude. Um, super smart. Two PhDs, um, and is terrified of a cash register. He just like he freezes <laughs> really? up. I've never seen him so nervous. <laughs> uh, like he doesn't, you know, he doesn't know what keys to press. He 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 just freaks out. Um, but he loves, loves, loves being in the store. Um, yeah. If I'm talking to somebody in the store, like he, you know, he's going to come right up and, and join the conversation. If people are looking around, he wants to know what they're looking at and, and what they're into. Um, he loves being in that store. Awesome. Yeah. I think, man, whenever I hear, hear about your dad, it's like I always see, I always think of him as like the coolest dad <laughs> ever. Like my dad is never like anti-comics he, he's not one of those parents who would like throw away my comics or something um but i mean it's not like he's doing batman trivia or something <laughs> yet. so hearing something like that i'm like whoa that's that's amazing yeah he's a cool i mean it, and it's cool and a lot of it i think he um would defy a lot of um of people's expectations of what a rabbi might be um because he's a huge comics fan and a huge sports fan um, mm-hmm. And you know, can swear with the best of them, and it's just nice. he is just a cool guy um, who just happens to be uh, you know uh, in this certain profession. Yeah, cool. You know, now another thing I had heard about you opening the store was you sold your action figures collection. Is that true? My beloved action <laughs> figures. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I've heard this come up here and there, and I haven't gotten any specifics. I've always been really curious about what was that collection, like, you know, maybe an approximate value or what, what kind of stuff was in there? Uh, it was prim- primarily uh, DC Comics action figures um, that were coming out between uh, those early 90s when we started reading and up till I think we stopped like hardcore buying new ones in 2012 or so. So probably about mm-hmm. 20 years with with damn near 
every action figure that came out from DC <laughs> uh, with a bunch of duplicates. Like my, you know, I talk about my uh, my dad being my comic book sugar daddy. He was very much the action figure sugar daddy too, um, and he like no self control. Can't yeah. <laughs> could not drive by a Toys R Us without going in and going directly to the action figure aisle and buying whatever ones he thought he hadn't seen before. Which like. Fuck. I mean, his his memory isn't this bad. It's not as bad as his action figure buying habits would lead you to believe because he bought so many duplicates of so many worthless toys. <laughs> uh, but but we managed to sell most of them. Um, so, yeah, it was an entire uh, garage, an entire two-car garage full oh, wow. of action figures, of, of, like, banker boxes and um, uh, a ton. So, so yeah, uh, raised about... Um, Thirty grand oh, uh, wow. from selling action figures yeah. over the course of uh, two about maybe two years. Okay. Um, so yeah, so a, a decent collection. Sad to see it go. <laughs> Don't think I could ever put together that legit of a collection yeah. again. Although, do you look at it look at it as well? You're sad to see it go, but it kind of helped get you going in yeah. the business. Yeah, I mean, it's a big part of, of, um, of owning the store and kind of having to change my ideas about collecting and what it means for me. You know, mm-hmm. I, I uh, you know, the, the kind of canned answer is like, the store is my collection, right? Yeah. And it's always changing and yeah. stuff comes in and stuff goes out, whatever. Um, and that's, and that's nice. Uh, it's a nice idea. I don't know if, if it's, if that's a legit feeling, if, like if it's really my collection, like no, it's my fucking store. That's the shit I'm trying to sell. Yeah. Um, was well, was there anything that? you like set aside? Like I'm, this is mine forever. Like this oh, will never yeah. be sold. Very few. Uh, that's I'm sorry. That's what I was getting at. I know yeah. what the hell I was trying to say. Yep. Um, there's there's very few things that I look at now and I think keeping this is more important than keeping the doors to my store open. Mm. So like, yes, there are action figures that I loved and I had like deep spiritual, emotional connection to yeah. <laughs> and I had to sell it because, you know, the, it, I could use the 30 bucks, um, you know, t- to get that yeah. uh, down payment for, for the rent or to do that initial order or, uh, or whatever it was. So the things I keep now and, and action figures too, they're they're really just like weird, obscure things. It's not like the valuable first appearance or first, you know, action figure or whatever. It's uh, yeah. it's just kind of stuff that I have like a weird kind of bond with yeah. for whatever reason. It's meaningful to you personally. Yeah. 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 Right on. Yeah. So maybe we can talk about running the store a bit. So last year was the first full calendar year you're in business. You hit your one year anniversary uh, later in the year. Um, Tell us about that. What has it been like to be running a store for a little over a year now? Um, It's great. I love it. I love going to work every day. Um, I love um, being obsessed with the store and and thinking about it all the time. Um, uh, It's not without its challenges um, and uh, it's not like always super fun it's not it's not what people i think imagine working in a comic book store to be or or what they maybe see on television or in movies or whatever you know Mm -hmm. it's not the big bang theory Uh, in fact we go out of our way to make sure we're fucking not the big bang theory (laughs) uh in that store um 
but you know, we don't sit around reading comics either. There's there's always shit to do. Um, you know, I, I work 10 hours a day in the store and then I go home and I read comics and that's part of my job also. Mm-hmm. It's a part of the job I probably like the most, <laughs> but um, you know, it's it's not what we're doing during the hours. During, during the hours of the store, we're trying to keep things clean. We're trying to keep things organized. We're placing new orders. We're um, talking to people and, and uh, trying to foster new readers and turn people on to new shit. Um, we're really, uh, you know, we take a lot of pride in connecting people with with the good story for them, you know. Yeah. Um, so maybe like the most challenging thing about opening or running the store uh, would probably be ordering new comics, um, like single issue comics that come out every Wednesday. Um, it's just a guessing game. It's this huge fucking guessing game <laughs> of like yeah. how many. Uh, issues of a certain title people are going to buy uh, month to month or week to week, whatever the the shipping schedule is. Like it, you would, I think it would blow people's mind to see how you know you could you could sell twenty copies of Spider Man every month for six months, and then all of a sudden, with no fucking warning, you're selling ten. Yeah. You have no idea why. <laughs> you're, you feel like you're still seeing the same people. Nobody's coming to you saying, "I'm not really digging Spider Man anymore." Mm-hmm. Um, just all of a sudden, you're you're um, you're selling less Spider-Man. You're like you try to pump the brakes. You're like, shit, shit, shit. I need less Spider-Man. <laughs> like I got way too much fucking yeah. Spider-Man coming. What am I gonna do? Um, and so you know, you you end up you have to eat some some costs and eat some books and and uh, and write the ship. And and that's um, that's part of why you know, despite just reading for pleasure, you, you know, I got to read some comics to to make sure that. I think they're good, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, I try not to carry a bunch of crap. Um, I know some people like stuff that I think is crap, and and no, <laughs> I will not tell you what that is. That would be rude. Okay. Um, but uh, I I try not to to have too much of it. I, I try to to carry a lot of what I think is is good, um, mm-hmm. and really kind of take uh, take curating what's in the store seriously. Um, so yeah, so that's a big challenge: ordering new comics. Um, the greatest pleasure I take in it is um, I think we've created a lot of new readers um, in this neighborhood. Um, we've had a lot of people come through the store who work in the area because we've got the big, um, you know, Oakland city offices and then the, the California state building across the, the street. And there's a few thousand employees between those mm. two buildings. And so we get a lot of traffic during the week, people walking by and people just kind of poke their head in. Um, you know, do you have get the question like, do you have a recommendation? Well, like, yeah. fuck, I got a thousand <laughs> recommendations. Yeah. Like, let's narrow this down. Let's yeah. let's let's do this. Let's dig in. What are we looking for? Yeah. Um, and we've managed to take a lot of those just kind of passing interests and turn them into like full on subscribers in the store where they're, oh, you know, cool. getting a list of 10 bucks a month um, and, and becoming a, a big fan. So that that's a lot of fun. Awesome. Yeah. So I know you're, I mean, obviously heavily involved in the store and the day-to-day of it, I'm sure it's just like, okay, picking up the new books, interacting with customers, but um, like from what I've heard and I've talked to numerous people and your store is, seems to have made a big splash and just a year in, it seems to be pretty damn successful. Like, is it, is it something that you're too close to to make kind of a like an assessment on but or is it 
or yeah, what can you say to like how, how you've done so far? Um, it, it we are we are um, we're ahead of schedule. I mean, I you know I'm not a uh, I'm not a business mind. Um, I'm not even really a financial mind, even though that's kind of what I was doing in construction was like uh-huh. budgeting and and uh, paying bills and stuff. But uh, uh, but I, you know I, I I went through the effort of writing a business plan and kind of using the information I could find. There's not a lot of information out there about the comic book retail business like mm-hmm. if you try and go find statistics that would that you could plug into a business plan and show a bank and and kind of prove what you're going to do um, it's really difficult so it's part of why I took that job at the the comic book store leading up to opening it is like I, I just needed to see it um, from the other side of the counter yeah. uh, firsthand so I could I could um, you know uh, make some ideas but yeah way ahead of schedule I my business plan didn't have me uh, with any employees until after a full first year um, and I started having help you know a few months in um, so that that's been really nice and and no the, st- the store is super well received um, yeah. Uh, yeah I'm really I'm proud of it and I think it's because of, of how we do things um, like going back to not being the Big Bang Bang Theory or not the Dungeons Lair from The Simpsons, yeah. you know, we're just trying to offer a welcoming space, which um, I think surprises some people when they go into a comic book store and they find one, um, which is uh, something that we need to work on as an entire uh, industry. But that's mm-hmm. that maybe is a topic for another day. Yeah, one thing you mentioned, I'm curious about, like just kind of a different approach than. I have pretty much any other comic book store I've been to at least like how is, how do you how do you do that like I know from early on I, I could feel it like this place is a little different and it's kind of special but you as the owner like are there specific things you do or an approach you took early on that has sort of led to that branding part of it's the aesthetic um, you know I not not to be superficial or shadow, shallow or whatever, but we our store is pretty. I mean, it's yeah. it's pretty as fuck inside that store. I, I love it. I love how it looks and and um, it's. I think it's welcoming. It's not. You don't feel like you're just um, at risk of having like a bookshelf of of junk fall on you at any time. Um, and then, as far as as being a welcoming space, it's just. Um, treating everybody who comes in like they're somebody who you know who is interested in comics equally i mean you know like if i see a guy who walks in who looks like a an extra from from the big bang theory which like i keep referring to that and i've seen like half of an episode ever in my whole life but um as opposed to like uh you know a young girl from the high school across the street like you, you you treat both like they're there for some comics, you yeah. know, um, and and it's it seems really simple and obvious to me. Yet I go into stores, um, to other stores, and and that's not the case. You know, people um, I think make assumptions about who's walking into their into their store, and you know if they're gonna get a sale or make a sale, and, and they, you know, they ignore them. They whatever they do. Um, so it's really just kind of, I mean. You just gotta be cool, man. Just everybody be cool. We'll be fine. <laughs> right on. And I think you had mentioned to me at some point that Image Comics 
is like was your top selling publisher. Is that still the case at the store? I think so. I mean, certainly um, in terms of our um, trade paperbacks and graphic novels, mm-hmm. um, you know, we just published uh, like a blog post of our, our top 50 um, selling uh, trades and graphic novels oh, yeah. from 2016. And, and out of the top 50, 39 of them were Image. Oh, wow. Um, which is which is kind of crazy. Yeah. Uh, oh, no, no, I'm sorry. It was 29, 29. 20, but still. Still a lot. Still well over half. And, and uh, I think that's kind of indicative of like kind of what you're going for, right? If your customer base is reading tons of Image, you probably have to consider that kind of a success in terms of reaching out to just everyone, not just like hardcore superhero fans, right? Totally. I mean, it's one of the first questions you ask somebody when they come in and, and they kind of give you that that bare bones, like, do you have a recommendation? You know, it's like, well, do you want you want superhero or non-superhero? Um, and, that, and if they say non-superhero, we're pretty much on our way over to the image section yeah, <laughs> because yeah. there's so many different... Uh, stories, you know, we can hit sci-fi, we can hit western, we can hit crime, we can hit mystery, we can hit cute, we can hit funny, you know. Um, there's just there's so much, and there's so so much of it is good. Yeah, definitely. Now I know you spent a lot of time, like, giving recommendations, like taking it. Oh, what are you interested in? And here's what else you can read. But what about you yourself? Do you, are, since you're so involved, do you do you kind of is that kind of lost to your own personal favorite comics? Do you have stuff that, that just you, it means a lot to you? Definitely, yeah. I mean, I still, you know, even before, so DC Rebirth happened probably six or seven months ago. And it actually, I mean, thank you, DC. Like, it was a huge, huge boost for our store. And I know, I don't know, that wasn't for everybody across the board in all stores, but it was for us and I'm sure part of that is because I'm a big DC honk and I was excited for it and um, and then thankfully it's pretty good um, you know so so I even before Rebirth happened I was still reading a you know a decent chunk of DC books um, despite the fact that they are not they were not good sellers in the store mm-hmm. um, I was reading Superman despite the fact that we maybe sold four copies of Superman a month um, uh-huh. so I think getting away from reading the stuff that I'm like personally interested in, one, it would just bum me out. I mean, that's, uh, you know, I would just miss the books that I want to read. And two, it's it's a little disingenuous, you know, to just yeah. read, you know, um, I'll give an example. Even though I thought I wouldn't do this, but like well, a popular book that I don't read is, is Spider-Man Deadpool, mm. right? Like, you know, we sell a decent amount of copies of it. Um, I tried it. I read a handful, and it's it's not for me. You know, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I like those characters fine, um, but that particular book wasn't for me. I'm not going to just read it month to month so I can sell it. You know, make sure yeah. it stays a high seller. Like yeah. it, it, it's got legs of its own. That's great. Um, that said, you know, every week um, I hop on Twitter on Tuesday nights, and I'm giving little mini reviews of all the different stuff I read Tuesday night to be ready for New Comic Book Day on Wednesday. And uh, I read a lot of the new stuff, you know, and and um, and that's because I want to be able to turn people on to something that I think might work for them. You know, if you if you like this uh, particular image book, well, here's a new one. It kind of you know, it kind of has that vibe to it, and I want to be able to direct people to that. And and in that process, I, I read some stinkers, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah, and yeah. then I and and um, I'm real conscious of what I'm gonna put my 
name on or what I'm going to, you know, kind of endorse. I don't want people to think I just say everything is good, you know, because not not everything's good. A lot is good. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I love comics, so I think a lot of comics are good. Um, but I, you know, I want people to trust our recommendations from the store. Yeah, cool. What about um, kind of old school stuff? Like, is there any um, like classic books and storylines that are particularly meaningful to you? Uh, well, sure. The, all that stuff from the early '90s, which I think totally qualifies as old school at this point. I guess we are talking like twenty almost 25 years um, yeah. you know I, I've read some of them since then and they don't all hold up over 25 mm-hmm. years mm-hmm. you know the death of Superman um, there are parts of it that are a little clunky uh, these days but I still like to go back and dig into it Nightfall Batman where, where his back was broken and Bruce Wayne goes out of commission for a while um, is still a cool book that that means a lot to me that the Hal Jordan um, going crazy and killing all the Green Lanterns and and uh, uh, eventually being killed himself, well, much later on, and, and Kyle Rayner coming in and stepping in to be the new Green Lantern. That's that's still probably my favorite Green Lantern story ever, mm-hmm. um, despite the fact that I loved all the Jeff John stuff that came mm-hmm. in the early, or you know, all throughout the first decade of the, the 2000s. Um, still like that. That Hal Jordan story of, of losing his shit and killing everybody, I just, I love that. All right. um, but, uh, but, and older than that, you know, I'm, I, I was really into the Brave and the Bold from like the the, 80, the 70s and 80s, Batman teaming up to everybody, um, Justice League. I've read the entire run of the new Teen Titans, the 80s, you know, George Perez, uh, Marv Wolfman stuff, um, tons and tons of Justice League. So, so a lot of old DC um resonates uh with me that's that's really what we focused on collecting other than the brand new books that we buy you know yeah. week to week cool yeah you know um i think a lot of current interest in comics can be attributed to the su- success of of superhero tv shows and movies what are your thoughts on that you think it's a it's a good thing for comics i mean certainly it's it's driven some fans of those media to comic books but yeah what are your thoughts on that sort of big explosion of of superhero films and tv shows uh as a fan i love it i think it's great i I love getting 36 superhero movies a year um Mm -hmm. i go see them all um the shows i try to stay on top of a a bunch of them um as many as i can um it's not quite the um sales machine that I think a lot of people think it is. Um, it can be. There are mm-hmm. exceptions, but you know, I get a lot of people who come into the store and ask kind of a similar question like, man, you must love all these superhero movies. It must be great for you. And I think in, in some regards it is in that um, the superhero stuff, the comic book movie stuff um, is very mainstream and, and in everybody's mm-hmm. um, conscious, you know, collective consciousness at this point. Um, everybody is aware and it's not like this this weird um, niche thing that like if you're into the superhero stuff you're you know like you need to grow up you know like we're (laughs) all we are all like as you know the American people into superheroes uh, you know (laughs) Um, and so that's a good thing Um, but you know when a new um, X-Men movie comes out that doesn't mean we're just selling like boatloads of X-Men like X-Men's just flying out the door Um, but 
when they make a movie like Deadpool, which which people go into it and they don't they don't know anything about Deadpool, you know, yeah. and 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 I don't mean that in like a derogatory way, like you you people outside of comics don't know anything about Deadpool. It's just like people just don't the general public just haven't seen him. Um, you know, very much in in any kind of other mainstream stuff. So people go and they see a movie like Deadpool, which doesn't spend a ton of time like trying to spell out who this guy is. It's just like, here's this fucking weirdo and here's this fucking weird, uh, you know, (laughs) a little adventure we're going to send him on. And if you want to go find out more about him, like go hit up your comic shop um, and, and, you know, find out what his backstory really is all about. So we got it, you know, when the Deadpool movie came out, and plus the movie was awesome and, and people loved it, so they wanted more Deadpool. But a lot of people just like, what's this guy all about? You yeah. know, like, I, I want to know more. Um, so we saw the same thing with, like, Guardians of the Galaxy mm-hmm. um, and kind of these, kind of the lower tier movies um, tend to spark sales. But, like, yeah. when, but again, like, when Civil War comes out, like, yes, we sold a bunch of the Civil War um, trade paperback, mm-hmm. but we don't get people like, tell me more about this Captain America guy. <laughs> right. Like we all know who Captain America is. Yeah. Got it. All right. So I think we can move on to new comics. So today is Monday, January 23rd. And as always, Wednesday is new comic book day. Is there anything, uh, out there that you're particularly looking forward to, or you think that would be of interest to customers? Yeah, definitely. Um, I would say uh, one of the biggest ones probably is Saga 42, um, which wraps up the uh, seventh storyline of the Saga series from Image. Um, so this will be the last Saga book we get for about three months, and the trade uh, will come out in March, and, and we will expect like 100 people, hopefully, to come oh, grab wow. that book because people, yeah. um, you know, because of this, the the shipping schedule comes out for six months, and they take a three month break. Um, you only get pretty much one saga trade a year, um, but people blow through them. You know, they pick it up, they read it, and then they're like, "When's the next one coming out?" And I'm like, "Oh, well, <laughs> in about ten months." Yeah. Um, so, so that's one I, uh, I'm looking forward to, and I think people will want to uh, to check out. Um, another one is uh, Loose Ends, also from Image. It's a new number one. It's from Jason Latour. Um, who is the artist on Southern Bastards? Which, which, if you aren't reading Southern Bastards, you got to read Southern Bastards. It's it's uh, amazing. I, I say it's like the the evil reflection of Friday Night Lights. You know, mm-hmm. where the football coach is like the best guy ever. In this book, the football coach is the worst fucking guy <laughs> ever. Um, wow. But but Loose Ends is, is by Jason Latour. Um, it's a, like a Southern fried uh, crime, down and dirty. I believe. That a couple issues were actually released from this series a few years ago from some off-brand publisher, and then it never ended. So now it's um, being re-released from from Image. So, oh nice! I've never seen a, a loose ends number one in the wild uh, from the original <laughs> series. So, um, so anyway, that's another one I'm looking forward to. Um, Hulk number two from Marvel. The Hulk number one was fantastic. Um, mm. Mariko uh, Tamaki. I think I'm saying that correctly. Uh, is writing Hulk now? Um, she wrote she wrote Hulk and a Supergirl book that both came out um, last month, and uh, I had never read anything that she did, and I was blown away by by how good these books were. She, you know, with with the Hulk, the idea between this, the idea behind this new Hulk book is that Jennifer Walters, the She Hulk. Um, is devastated by the death of Bruce Banner, who's uh, 
big giant spoilers was killed <laughs> in mm-hmm. Civil War Two. Took an arrow in the ear from Hawkeye. Um, so so Jennifer Walters is is destroyed by this. They were best friends, um, and so now she's dealing with rage issues that she actually never had before. That's not what She Hulk was. She you know She Hulk was just. She got a blood transfusion from her cousin, Bruce Banner. That's how she becomes. I think that's right. Fuck. If I'm wrong, if anybody (laughs) hears this and and I'm wrong about how She-Hulk gets her powers, I I fucking apologize. But I think that's what it is. Um, Anyway, so now she's dealing with these issues. And uh, and this writer, Tamaki, um, told this story in the first issue about this, this character who's dealing with loss and anger but didn't get away from the spirit of Jennifer Walters, which has always been um, kind of lighthearted and fun. So it, it's this, it was a really delicate balance between those two, and I, was, I just thought it was super impressive. So I'm really looking forward to Hulk number two. Right. Um, and then two other quick ones before I know you have one that you wanted to mention. Yeah. Um, Black Panther number 10 comes out this this week. Um, that's uh, Tahanisi Coates. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the second part of the third storyline, uh, which has the crew in it. Uh, which is awesome, which is Luke Cage and Storm um, and Misty Knight and Black Panther and one other guy who I'm blanking on, um, which they just announced are getting their own book, um, which I'm oh. really excited for because um, cool. I'm, I'm a big fan of that team. Um, and finally, uh, Justice League Suicide Squad uh, number six wraps up that story, which has been a real surprise. Like I think a lot of people look at these big kind of superhero fight books and think, you know, that... I'm not going to get a very interesting story out of that. Um, and I think this one kind of defied that. I think it's a cool story. And it's leading to stuff that I, again, as a DC hunk, I'm really looking forward to the new Justice League of America book uh, with Lobo in it. Lobo and Batman need to be together at all times as far as I'm <laughs> concerned. That's just such a crazy uh, mashup. So uh, those are five books that I am stoked for for Wednesday. Awesome. Yeah, just one for me. So there's a new book called The Dregs. And this is from a publisher I brought up a couple times before called Black Mask. And yeah, Aton, I want to per- personally thank you for turning me on to Black Mask. Love because, Black Mask. Oh yeah. man, it's, there's so many great titles from that publisher, which is a pretty small indie publisher. Yeah. And yeah, I'm at a point when where if there's anything new coming out, I'm just, I, I want to check it out, you totally. know, just to see what it's about. Because um, you talk about kind of like a creative freedom it doesn't get any better like when you when you open up any black mass title it could be anything (laughs) (laughs) yeah you you talk about like kind of uh with marvel and dc maybe there's sort of this template um you can kind of throw all that out the window with black black mask and yeah that from what little i've seen there i've seen previews of of this title in in other books and from what it seems it seems pretty fucked up <laughs> like yeah. like it seems like there's some cannibalism in there potentially and there's a mystery there's kind of a noir um backdrop to it and like an anti-hero i think the protagonist is is like a homeless drug addict or i something. think that's what the dregs uh, refers to right it's like mm-hmm. the dregs of society right yeah. so it's all these kind of um the overlooked and the the um taken for granted that are being taken for terrible shit apparently <laughs> yeah yeah not not maybe not so much a feel-good kind of comic <laughs> no, book but so. it sounds pretty awesome and and like a lot of black mask books it's there seems to be like a social commentary to it too which is 
pretty pretty awesome and, and totally. refreshing as well. Totally, we could we could dig into black. We should do a black mask episode yeah. and just dig into uh, to some of the books they've put out because uh, that's uh, that's a publisher more people need to know about. Um, and they need to jump on We Can Never Go Home, and they need to jump on Space Riders. Space um, Riders, yes. Space Riders coming back for Volume 2. Oh, that's right, in, I heard. Uh, yes. In a couple months, so that's, yes. that's, uh, that's rad. Cool. But yeah, I think, I think that's a good idea, having like a full episode about that publisher. Uh, 100%. You know? Okay, but for uh, this episode, I think we can wrap it up. Thanks so much for coming in, Aton. Right on, man. Thank you. Can't wait to do it again. Yeah, and with that, this is Farewell from Henry and Aton.